You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. transition out of worship and into teaching time and they're going to turn the lights on and so don't be distracted. I felt like we were supposed to pray into what Sarah was closing worship with just a little bit more. I felt like we were just supposed to pray into it and I felt like Jesus is going to continue to do what he's been doing in this in this moment and maybe even something different. And so Father we, we just thank you that we were created to be whole and holy. Yeah, whole and holy, whole and holy. Thank you. Thank you. I felt like that there's, there's people in the room that, that feel like holy, holiness is about what I do. I felt like the Father was reminding us that it's about who I am. As when the Lord said, be holy, it was like when he said, light be, and then it was. Sarah closed with accepting an invitation, and I felt like holiness is just the invitation of being born again, is that now we're holy on the inside, and I felt like that there's so many thoughts that contradict that in in, in our minds, specifically people that are watching in this room, they're like, well, I'm not holy because I do this. Can I tell you that the thing is actually coming for you, it's not coming from the inside of you. I felt like that it was uh, real important for us to remember that the, that the mistakes or the poor choices, that that stuff's not actually a part of us, but it's thoughts that come from the exterior, that come into our mind, that we, at times, in moments of weakness, choose to meditate on, and then they become an action. <clears throat> I felt like that even people in the room were like, well, how, could, how could I be whole if, if I still have this wound? If I still have this thing, that's, this damage that happened to me, this thing that I went through? Can I tell you that the moment you accepted Jesus, that you got a new heart? That doesn't mean that the trauma and the memory and the pain of those things leave immediately. That you've been hurt by or the betrayal or even choices that we've made that have hurt, have been Uh, self-inflicted wounds that there's still memory there's still trauma that results in pain and it feels like man I'm not whole I'm broken I'd challenge you today and say that's not true it may feel that way but our feelings aren't an actual indicator of, of who we are or what we are what we are is whole and who we are as children of God. We're in no, no moment, no poor moment, no, poor, no mistake. None of those things define us. Not a bad season, not a bad decade, not a bad moment can't define who you are. And so Holy Spirit, would you come in this moment and would you just release love into the trauma center of the body? Would you release love right now in the trauma center of the body and would you begin to eradicate the trauma and the pain of past experience and and things that we've done and things that we've been through and things that have been done to us. I thank you that you're here to heal right now. I thank you that you're healing those things, that trauma, that pain, that memory of it. I thank you, Jesus, for showing us where you were at in that Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for your peace invading right now. Yeah, thank you. I just felt like there's a holy hug for every person that needs it. I felt like the Father meant by that is that when He he hugs you, He's going to remind you that you are holy and that you're whole. Yeah, thank you. Thank you that we're holy and whole as we're held by you. That your love didn't just pick up the pieces of our life and 
stitched them together. But your love actually made us whole, made us new. <laughs> we talk about there's, there's scars that are left. <laughs> we talk about brokenness and how we're broken people. I, I believe that that comes in our thinking. It's not our heart. He's made it whole. He's made it whole. It may not be our experience yet, but our experience doesn't speak louder than truth. Blood of Jesus and truth of His Word speaks way better things than our experience. So we thank You, Father, for the truth of the Gospel that old things have passed away, all things have become new. And that as You're healing trauma in the room right now and even people that watch this now or even later, we thank You that we're going to be reminded of the truth of who we are in You. That no trauma, no matter how small or how big or can stop us from the plan and purpose that you have for our life of being held, being whole, being holy <laughs> can't stop us and I pray that you would begin to heighten our senses to the external things that are coming for us and that aren't coming from us <clears throat> I know the enemy would love for us to think that we still have some of those things that come into our mind inside of us just not true just not part of who we are so father i thank you for breaking down destroying lies right now i thank you even over these next few moments that we get to spend in your presence together that we're coming into a greater level of trust thank you that we're entering into a new season of trusting you in a new way yeah, thank you. Thank you that it's not complicated. She didn't make the, the gospel for the intellectual, but she made it simple. <laughs> so thank you that everything included in kingdom life is simple. And we embrace it today. We embrace it. I thank you that you're breaking down just the expectation that I had coming into today, that he was going to break down barriers of mistrust from the way that we've seen things, the things that we've heard in our experiences in life that have caused mistrust for the Father. It's going to break those barriers down. I believe that trust is going to replace those things. That it's not going to be as interchangeable as it used to be. One moment I trust, the next moment I don't. It's going to actually become solidified in the foundation of who we are that it's everything, everything in this life that we get to live with the Father. Trust and faith are synonymous. So we thank you, Father, that you are taking us to new places today, that it's always your heart. It's always your heart that you, as we sang, that you just, we go a little bit deeper today or maybe a lot a bit deeper today. <laughs> yeah. We just want whatever you have for us. <clears throat> So thank you in Jesus' name for what you're doing. Thank you that when I start talking about this stuff, you're not going to stop what you're doing. Yeah, just even some of you, as you're continuing to have experiences with God, don't, don't hesitate. Just keep your eyes closed if you want. Get in the receiving position. Let Him do what He's doing. I know sometimes we just, like I said a, a couple weeks ago, we gather around teaching versus gathering around the presence. Teaching's important, it's just not most important. And so you can you can get taught while you're experiencing him. You can get taught while you're encountering him, getting healed by him. He'll make sure you get what you need. <laughs> it may be something that I don't say. <laughs> it likely may be that. He knows what we need. He supplies all of our needs just material stuff it's all of our needs yeah thank you father that you care about the whole whole person <laughs> thank you that this is holistic Christianity <laughs> thank you father <laughs> I don't know about you but I don't want to miss any more moments with him
I want to be so sensitive to him that just the slightest breeze catches my attention. I'd stop everything in my world to engage with his. I feel like this is one of those moments. I almost missed it and started teaching. We don't want to miss those moments with you. Father, we know we were meant to be so sensitive, so sensitive to heaven and the Holy Spirit. The slightest movement, the slightest whisper would cause us to move or stop whatever it is that you want us to do. When we say we just want you, that's what we want. We want to be so engaged with heaven, so engaged with you, so rooted in intimacy that we're moved only by you. We'd no longer react, but we would only respond to you, just like Jesus did. So we thank you, Father. We give you our full, undivided attention right now in this moment. We focus in on your face. We want to see ourselves in your eyes. We want to see what you see. We want to see why are you in love with us. Why'd you make us? We want to see it. Not just know it in our minds, but but know it deep down in the foundation of who we are. So that nothing would move us from those places. Yeah. Oh, King Jesus. Our kingly priest, we worship you. We worship you. (laughs) Thank you. However it is that you're supposed to engage with him in this moment, I just encourage you to do it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Trauma is leaving. I feel it. Trauma is leaving. Thank you, Father, for what your love is doing. Thank you, Father, for what your love is doing.
just felt like I could hear the Father saying, I'm breaking the tradition of what Sunday morning church is supposed to look like. I'm breaking old time religion. I even felt like in our nation there's been deep roots, deep roots of religion that have infiltrated every area of society. And I felt like the Father, I just could see Jesus walking through our nation. And I could see him pulling those roots up. I could see the banner over. He was, it was like he was pulling roots up at the same time as he was this, holding this banner up over his head. And it just said love. I thought, no, Jesus, it's too simple. <laughs> he said, no, it's just love. It's love, my love, in all its facets, in every area of your life, and it will stem and flow into every area of society. And it's doing it now. It's infiltrating. It's infiltrating. It's infiltrating family, and it's, because of that, it's infiltrating business and media and sports and especially the church. This may sound weird, but I felt like that the church, the big C body of Christ, needed it most. I felt like that there's a, a turn. I felt like the tide is turning, seasons are changing. The season of trying to get the splinter out of the other person's eye. It's over. It's coming to a close for all those that will embrace it. The focus is going to be not trying to fix somebody else, but just fixing our eyes on Him. Got a ministry that we get to be a part of and and encourage and cheer on and learn from and, and they've learned they've learned what I believe it's about it's about ministering to him letting him love you just worshiping him pouring adoration on him and in doing that I'm just focused on him Father we thank you that we get to be a, a beneficiary of, of what you're doing we embrace it. We repent. Ask that you forgive us for all the religion that we have embraced and practiced and reciprocated and taught others. We're sorry. We're so sorry. We thank you that you've already forgiven us. It's not about that. We receive that forgiveness. And in doing so, we receive your love. That you would eradicate religion from the foundation of who we are, from the foundation of what we do, from the foundation of our thinking, every area of our life that it's got into. Would you uproot it? Uproot it. We don't want it. It's not for us. It's not what we were made for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Jesus. We get so um, conditioned. I don't know about you, maybe you're not like this, but it's, it's easy in, in our society and our culture to get so conditioned on being ready to do the next thing, right? It's like, I'm just ready to go to the next thing, the next event, the next, you know, the next thing on my schedule, and all that stuff has its place, and I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't be responsible and all that, but I'm saying that when we become uh, so conditioned to do that, when, it become, when we get intimate moments with the Lord, like this, and times that you spend by yourself, it can be easy to begin to, to want the next, what's next. You know, I'm just moving on. Got this done. Now check that box off. Going on to the next thing. What's, you know, I already worshiped. Now I prayed. Now I need to read my Bible. And then it becomes about me doing and not about me being. And I feel like that the Lord is just asking us, would, would you just be with me in the silence? Would you just shut out all the distractions? Would you just shut off the music? Would you just, would you just be with me? And, and I felt like that there's opportunity, there's invitation right now for us in our daily lives to do that. And that, that when we do, that it's going to deepen the intimacy that, it, in, that we have always been planning to live out of. It, like it's going to strengthen the relationship on our end. There's nothing left to do on his end. Don't hear me wrong. Like, it's all it's already done. It's freely given, all that stuff, right? It's, it's us. I feel like it's just slowing. It's slowing down. It's slowing down and getting in tune with, with, his, with his world, which is where we were created to live from, right? We were created to live in this world from that one. We call it being seated in heavenly places. Fine. It's, it sounds really mystical, but it's really, it's really not complicated. I know it can get mystical, but it's really simple. It's being with Him. It's living from this place of love that we were created to live from. But even as, you know, Sarah was, I'm glad she stayed up here. That was, that was a holy and powerful moment. And, and she's talking about, would you just let me love you, right? And we've been talking about this, and we're not going to stop talking about it. But I'll only allow him to love me as much as, I, as much as I trust him. And as I was praying, I said, trust and faith are synonymous, right? What are the three things that will remain in, in 1 Corinthians 13? Faith, hope, and love. All right, so faith's pretty important. Faith is trust. They're, they're, when I, so when I say trust, I'm talking about faith. I don't know about you, but I haven't always related faith to trust. In Proverbs 3, 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. There's only one other thing that, that Jesus asks us to do with all of our heart, and it's to love. Love him with all, all of our heart. <laughs> love him with all of our heart. I can't get past this, man. I'm going to have to, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to have to, but I'm going to. Um. Hey, John, I'm going to pray for you, bro. I felt like I had a word for you. And so I felt like that the, uh, I felt like, and so I felt like the assignment that you felt like was over your life is being eradicated today. And um, even the, what you came here, I even feel like you came here for a new level of, of freedom in that area and, um, and the Lord's delivering. Um, I felt like that there was a present, and oftentimes we think about, you know, God gives us a present, it's a gift, it's, it's wrapped, all that stuff, but this was already unwrapped, and he was actually, he was putting it into, he's putting it into your mind. He was like, here's the gift, I'm just releasing it onto you, you don't have to do anything for it because you already want it. And I felt like that there is just this enormous amount of grace that the Lord ha has been pouring into your life to be able to do all the things that you, you get to do and the things that people don't see that you do. And I felt like that the Lord was keen in on that and he wanted me to emphasize uh, the moments that you are spending, the moments that you're taking the time, what I was just talking about, and uh, the, the alone moments with God that are actually are increasing all the things that are happening in your life and, and benefiting everybody around you. I could see 
there's just this ginormous amount of value that's being released from you into the people's lives, first into your family, because you get it, and then into your business partners and into, you know, into your friends and all, all the realms of life. And so, Father, I thank you for, for a good son. Thanks for a good son. Thanks for a good son who, who gets it and is getting it. And <laughs> thank you for all that you're doing in his life. Thank you for the blessing that he is to, to us, to the region, to the nation, to the nations of the world. I thank you. I even feel like, um, man, that scripture that says uh, that we are created to disciple nations, you know, the Great Commission, that one, pretty important one. I could feel like I felt like I could see nations inside of you, and then I felt like I saw this over you is that you're created that you are actually fathering nations, and I felt like that the Father is turning your perspective to the attention of um, of how you're fathering nations in ways that you don't even think that that's what you're doing, and you and you actually are you're you're, fa- you're fathering you're fathering nations, and so we bless what you're you're doing in John's life and in his family's life. Uh, we thank you, Father. We just pray more right now in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so I'll only let the Father love me as much as I trust Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. My understanding gets in the way when I lean on what I have seen, heard, and experienced. What I have seen, heard, and experienced that oppose the nature of God. Right? So when, those, when I lean on my understanding, I lean on those things. That's my, my human understanding, and, I begin, and it opposes the nature and character of God. And then I approach God instead of, like it says in Hebrews 4, it says, approach the throne of, it says, come into the throne room boldly, or the other word for that is confidently. But you know what that means? It actually means, it means openly, freely, and plainly. So it's like this. It's heart wide open. I come into the throne room, right, to find mercy and grace in a time of need. Isn't that amazing? Because I approach a high priest who can sympathize with my weaknesses because he's been tempted in every single way that there was when he was here. He knows what uh, the things that I've experienced. He knows them in deeper ways than I do. And so I can approach him plainly, confidently, and openly because I, can, because I can trust him if I believe that. But if I don't believe that I can trust him, I'm going to approach him suspiciously. When I, attra- when I approach him suspiciously, it's because, you know what the definition of suspicious is? Simply, is it's mistrust. It's like I'm not sure... If you're really as good as you say you are, right? I'm not sure. And that's, and that's okay. If that's where you're at today, there's no condemnation, no shame there, right? Because we're all walking through process. And we're learning that what A.W. Tozer said, what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. What you believe about God is the most important thing about you. There's this book that, that I'm reading right now on leadership, and it says... Um, Ken Blanchard is one of the authors, and he said, My beliefs about God shape me and every relationship in my life. My beliefs about God shape me and every relationship in my life. And so for me to be able to approach the throne, to be able to approach this this relationship that I have with the Father with full trust, I have to be able to see Him plainly. I have to see Him the same way that I am to approach Him. I have to see him as he is, and that takes me getting outside of what I've seen, heard, and experienced that oppose him as a good father. Last week, Joe broke open the book of Job. You know, anytime somebody starts to teach from Job, I get nervous. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, boy, this is, you know, I'm like, I don't know if we got enough time to, to get this in on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I have never in my life, I'm not just saying this because I'm, I'm nice and encouraging, um, and that I love Joe a whole lot. 
I have never heard somebody teach through Job in that short of amount of time in that well. Like from a historical uh, aspect, from a teaching aspect, from a revelation as aspect, just teaching through it, I'm like, my gosh, I've never seen Job like this. I'm like, this is incredible, right? But oftentimes, what I've taught about the goodness of God and the number one question that people come up to me with afterwards, what about Job? I say, what about Jesus? Right? Because I don't, I don't understand it all. But I know that the nature and the character of the Father are wrapped up in the person of Jesus. And when I look at him, I need to be able to see the Father. Not just Jesus. I need to be able to see Jesus. I need to be able to see that he walked at, uh, in his humanity, uh, full of the Holy Spirit, even though he was fully God at the same time. He chose to walk the earth as man. Right? He chose that. That's what, he, that's what he needed. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he needed to do. And so I need to be able to see that because it's an invitation into my, li- into my life for me to trust the Father the way that Jesus did. Jesus prayed this really, really profound prayer in his darkest, most trying moment that he had. And it looks to me like it was in the garden, right? Before he was going. I'm not trying to weigh all the horrible things that he went through, but it looks to me like that was, that was the moment right there. Because remember, he lived in, in humanity, full of the Holy Spirit. And so all the things, when, when we talk about that in Hebrews chapter 4, when it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. That's verse 14. This is verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things, as we are, yet without without sin. So he, he, in this moment, in the garden, in his greatest, what appears to me, his greatest temptation, and he, it appears like he considers, you know, he's like, hey, if this cup can pass from me, like, that would be all right. Right? I could get with that. If you could just, I mean, come on. He's literally sweating drops of blood. because capillaries have busted. Went, you guys probably know the science behind it. This is real life. This isn't like figurative, you know. Some people talk about things in the Bible are figurative. Like, you know, Jesus walked on water because there, it was so shallow that it looked like he was walking on water. I'm telling you, whole theologies are built on stuff like this. Because they say, well, it couldn't happen. From a natural standpoint, when I look through that lens, I'll begin to see the Father through flaw versus through faith. Because the only way I can see the Father is through the lens, through the lenses of faith, which results in trust. Right? And so Jesus then proceeds to pray, even it seems like even in the same breath, not my, not my will. But, but your will be done. When I hear that statement, I don't just hear any longer. I used to just hear that he was just saying, go ahead, I'll accept whatever it is that you want to do. Like, I'll just, I'll go ahead and get on board with it, right? Because I know that it's probably best for me. So I'll just go kicking and screaming into your will. Maybe I'm the only one that's ever thought like that. But when, when, when I hear that now, I hear, I actually trust you because I know that you are good. I know that you are good. And it appears to me, I know this is outside of Scripture, this is, this is, my, this is my words, but it appears to me like there's a remembrance that takes place in this moment in Jesus' mind, that he's reminded He's reminded of, of who the Father is, and he's reminded of the plan from the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world that had been set in place, that they had agreed upon because they knew that it was good, and they knew that it was what would get, that what it would redeem humanity back to the nature that they created us originally to live from. Did you know that we were created to, to fully trust? We were created to fully, fully trust. You know how, you know how 
I can, can come to that conclusion? Well, for one, love, love believes the best. Love trusts. But we were not created to live from fear. Fear and faith are, are opposing kingdoms. The kingdom of light is the, the, the kingdom of faith, and the kingdom of darkness is the kingdom of fear. They operate from, from those. That's the fuel that drives those two particular kingdoms. And I can't operate in both at the same time. Anytime there's a response of fear in my life, it means that there's a lack of trust. Which means, let me read to you. 1 John 4.18, this is out of the New Living Translation. It says, such, as, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced or not been fully perfected, as some other translations say, in His perfect love. <clears throat> I can only be perfected in love when I fully trust Him. It's not on His end. Don't hear, don't hear that. It's not like He's waiting for me to fully trust Him, and then He's like, okay, now you can be perfected in love. He's like, no, it's when you fully trust me, you'll actually be able to receive what I poured out over 2,000 years ago at the cross. It's all waiting for us. I love it in Galatians 4, 6, in the Passion Translation, it says, for we have full access to all that the Father has. Full access to everything that he has. He's not withholding any good gift from us. Like, would you do that to your kids? And we don't even have the ability to give them everything, right? We may be able to give them stuff, but when he says we have full access to all that he has, sometimes you think, well, depends on what season you're in and what you'll think. You'll think, well, I got money for bills now. Well, I have patience to deal with, you know, the unruly teenager, or I've got, you know, patience for my spouse or love for my spouse or grace for my, or whatever it is, like I can deal with my boss now, or it depends on the season when, and we'll, we'll relegate it to that particular thing. But what the Father is saying is, I've actually poured out everything to you, everything that you'll ever need to operate out of. I actually released your divine nature, the seed, the incorruptible seed, that was to be implanted inside of you so that you could be born again of incorruptible seed and begin to operate out of your new nature. That will be defined by unconditional love in every, 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 single area of our lives. Isn't that good news? So that means we already have it. It's ours. That's how Ephesians can say you've been given every spiritual gift in heavenly places. Right? You've been given every spiritual gift. You're like, hold on, I don't feel like I've been... I don't have it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me, right? I thought about that verse. I've read it for years and I thought, how can it say that? What I'm talking about is how, how it can say that. Is it's already been open. Everything at the cross, done deal from Jesus' end. And I feel like that there's something in that. Approach the, approach the throne confidently, knowing that he's a good father, knowing that I can fully trust him, and then I can begin to receive. Because it's, it's, like, it's like it's right here. And we all, I realize that we all begin to trust at different levels. Like I said, if, you're not trust, if you don't believe that if you're having a hard time with him being good or you don't fully trust him yet because you're living out of experience or what you've heard or what you've seen, that's okay, right? He is the epitome of patience. And you've got everything that you need inside you to begin to grow in trust. He's inviting us into deeper places of trust because he wants us to experience fullness of life that he made us for it's not because he's he he doesn't need us to trust him he doesn't need anything from us he's he's fully self-sufficient he's god right everything that he released was for our benefit it was so that the world could look like heaven and what's going to be a better demonstration of heaven on earth than us looking just like the father Come on. 
That's the process that we've got in, invited into. And I was praying about holiness and wholeness. And oftentimes we, we talk about holiness and we're like, well, it's just about what I do. Holiness is I don't do this, I don't do this, I don't do this, I don't do this, right? You've made yourself a new list of commandments. Not as cool as the other ones because they aren't carved on stone by the finger of God. <laughs> but you still got a list of commandments, right? <laughs> Jesus just waiting for us to break those and embrace the fact that, that we are holy and whole because that's our new nature. And as we step into this, into greater places of trust all of the time, because we see him more clearly, we begin to operate more fully out of who we already are. Not who we're waiting to be, not who we're trying to attain to be, not who we're trying to earn to be, but it's actually who we already are on the inside. Everything that you're praying right now because of the struggles and stuff that you're going through in this season, all of it. All of it that you desire, all of it that you want to walk in, well, for one, the Father wants it more than you do, and He wants it so much, or wanted it, and still wants it so much that He sent Jesus, and the moment you said yes to Him, He said, here, all of it that you'll ever need is, is inside you. It's all already there. I don't know about you, but there's been a few things that have tricked me throughout my Christianity. One was thinking that I was trying to... that. That my breakthrough was about me getting more. That I thought it was an external thing all the time. I, I believe, I still believe in breakthrough. Don't, don't hear me wrong. But I believe my breakthrough is more about my discovery of what I already have. Yeah. It's not like Jesus isn't giving me rations, right? He's not like, well, you're, you're, you've been a good boy. Here you go. <laughs> you can have a, here, you have a little blessing. That, that, is, that doesn't even make sense, even though we think like that sometimes, right? Because you look at the person down the street who, who lives like hell every day, and they've got, they've got all the stuff, right? You're like, hold on. <laughs> that, that should remind us that blessing isn't just about stuff. That's the lowest level of blessing. Blessing about, is about who we get to be and who we get to do it with, like, right? Who we're resting in. I'm grateful for stuff, but you know what? When we, we can't take it with us. Like, those are perishables. I don't care what the date of expiration is on your stuff. It's perishable. <laughs> it will not be going with you. <laughs> it is a guarantee. And so we use it. We enjoy it. All that, you know, I'm, I'm down for all that. But blessing can't just be about the things I get. It's about who I get to be. Right? Because it's more blessed to what? Give. You know what I want to give? I want to give the world a demonstration of who he is in my everyday life. What every situation calls for. I'm down for all the gifts that we get to operate out of. I love the prophetic and healing and miracles. And I love, you know, getting people free from demons. And I love all the giftings. I, I love it. They're important. They're just not most important. Like, we just had a prophetic school. Yes, but you heard us, if you were here, you heard or have watched it since, you've heard us talk about, it's not about what I get to do, it's who I get to be. And who I get to do the things with, as one. Right? And so even gifts that we get spiritually aren't supposed to be the blessing. Gifts are freely given. Anybody can get a gift, Right? There's people out there operating out of gifts that don't even have a relationship with Jesus. There's people out there operating out of gifts that don't, that are, are living, that bear the name Christian, that are living awful, terrible lives, doing things for selfish gain, right? There's people on the other side of that in witchcraft that are operating in gifts, demonstrating power, doing those things. Gifts aren't a sign of maturity. We always tell people that. Don't gather around gifts. Gather around maturity. Gifts are free. Maturity will cost you something. What's it cost me? Because I think about that and I'm like, I have a hard time, even though I get there's a cost, but I have a hard time like making a big deal out of what, I, what, I, what it costs me. It seems a little silly when I look at what it cost him. 
But the only thing I can see that it really truly costs me, what it boils down to is time. Most valuable asset that we have. Will I take the time to be with him? Because when I take the time to be with him, I'll begin to see him. There's some determining factors that go into this, but I'll begin to see him as he is. Because when I sit alone with him in those moments when I'm not even trying to get something or pray for somebody, when I'm really spending quality time with the Father, those things that I've seen, those things that I've heard, and those things that I've experienced that are outside the nature, of the, nature and character of the Father will begin to be dealt with. I begin to see him clearly. It's, a, it's number one. I believe, I, I agree with A.W. Tozer, it's the very most important thing I can ever learn in my life is who he truly is. Because it shows me who I am. I'm only going to demonstrate a father that I see. And the world is getting a demonstration of, of unconditional love. It's happening now, and it's going to continue to happen. It's going to continue to increase. You heard the things I felt like the father was saying. He's destroying religion, like, right? It opposes love. A religion opposes love. Religion just wants to control us, make us do things, give us another list of commandments <laughs> to live by, right? It, it, it wants us to work really hard for something Jesus already gave us. It wants to tell us what to do instead of empowering us and showing us that we're already fully capable because of, of who we are and whose we are. <laughs> Isn't that good? I'm so glad I, I've gotten free from religion, and I know there's probably some areas in my thinking that, that still need to be eradicated, but I'm a whole lot freer than I used to be, and it sure is fun. And so I'm, I'm going I'm to wrap this up, and I just want to close with this. I'm just going to read what I wrote. Where there's a lack of connection, there's a lack of love. <clears throat> this is what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that, there, that we're not connected to the Father. And I'm not saying that there, there's anything wrong with the connection on His end. We're fully connected to the Father. If we've been, if we've been born again, we're fully connected to Him. And there's, there's, no, right, there's no static coming through on the frequency on His end. <laughs> it's a clear channel. Full connection, strong, stable. You're in the hand of the Lord and, and you're not going anywhere. I've even tried to run out myself, you know. I just couldn't, I couldn't, outrun, I couldn't outrun him or his love or the prayers of the people that were praying for me. So where there's, but where there's a lack of connection on our side of it, there's, there's a lack of love. And where there's a lack of connection, I believe that there's a lack of trust. And where there's a lack of trust, there's a lack of clear visibility of who the Father is. So there can still be full connection between us, heart to heart. We can have eye to eye moments. But there can still be a disconnect in one place, and it's in my mind. There could still be a disconnect in one place, and it's in my mind. Because we talked about we're holy and whole. Like I have everything that I need in Christ. The only thing that stands in the way of me fully trusting Him and being able to fully receive all of His love and all that He has for me is, is this thing between my ears. Because it, it actually keeps track of what I've seen, what I've heard, and what I've experienced. It's the memory that I have, and God wants to rewrite memories. He wants to rewrite memories as He was healing trauma in here today. He wants to, heal, he wants to continue to do that. He wants to show us that the things we've heard, the things we've seen, and the things we've experienced aren't actually who He is. The things that oppose His nature. You know what I'm saying? That that's not who He is. And I feel like there's that invitation today to come into this deeper place of trust. Whatever that means for you. Literally, whatever that means for you. I'm not trying to invite you into where I'm at or where somebody else is. Or I'm not trying to come into where you're at. Just Whatever, whatever next step trust is for you, or next leap, whatever it is. I mean, just you can, you can take a step, maybe a baby step, maybe a big step, maybe a giant leap. That's, I can't determine that for you. But the Holy Spirit is there inside of you. Faith is already there. You don't have to work it up. 
You don't have to conjure it up. This isn't Christian uh, gymnastics where I'm trying to just work something up, you know, and then faith looks like me getting really excited or being charismatic or whatever. That's not, that's not faith, right? Faith is, it's trust. It's because I see him how, how he is, and I know that I can approach him heart wide open and allow him to embrace me. I can let him love me because it's what I was made for. And what the result will be, will be changing the world around us in ways that we've, we've dreamed of in ways that we haven't yet, right? Because we owe, we owe the world an, an encounter with love. We do. It takes us first beginning to trust Him a little bit more, a little bit more, right? I'm not saying this is the only way to this. <laughs> this is just our way to to, to growing in this thing, right? I don't ever want to pigeonhole you and say, well, this is the, what I'm teaching is the only way that God can do this. That would be silly for me to think <laughs> or for me to teach. He can do anything he wants. He's God. You know, he's really good at it. <laughs> and so even taking our attention off right now, off of giving the world an encounter with love. Let's turn our attention as we pray. I feel like Holy Spirit's already highlighted some things, and he's, he's maybe just one area, maybe multiple areas, may de- depend on you on, or what he wants to do right now and how many areas he wants to deal with. Of what I've seen, known, and heard that opposes nature, what's he want to get rid of, right? What's he want to... What's he want to show me through the person of Jesus? It's the only, it's the only legal lens I'm able to look, look, at through the, look at the Father through is through the person of Jesus. I'm not saying you can't look another way. I'm just saying I believe that's the only legal way to look through who Jesus was on planet Earth and we see an exact representation of who the Father is is, always has been, and always will be, right? He's unchanging. Isn't that good? So we have this stuff. We have all we need inside of us to be able to do this. Isn't that good news, right? It's again, it's me getting rid of that experience stuff. Where do I need to change my thinking about who he is? What if we just focused on that for a little bit? What do I need to change in my thinking about who he is? Right? I love, like I said, we still, I'm not saying quit evangelizing and operating in gifts and doing all that stuff. I'm just saying, in my life, I've learned that there has to be priorities. What takes top priority? My alone time with him, my intimacy with him. And why? Because in that time, I find out who he really is. That's where the lies get cleared up. It's good. I'm telling you, it's simple and it's good. So would you stand with me as we pray into this? I really don't want to quit, but... Sometimes we quit when he's done. Sometimes I quit when I feel like... Others are done. Either way, it's enough, right? I believe we got enough for today. Doesn't take much. My gosh, I love you guys. I love what he's taking us into. I love what we get to do. I love the experiences that we have. I love that you're willing to just go off book with us and say, who cares? It's Sunday morning. It doesn't have to look like this. Because you're just not going to get that out of, out of us. We, I don't want that. I don't ever want just Sunday morning church. Like, I know we still do things that are traditional. I'm praying all the time, Lord, what can we, what, what can we hold on to that's okay? And what do we need to just completely get rid of? Right? Because I'm not all traditions bad. I just don't want it to be religious tradition. I don't want it to 
pigeonhole Holy Spirit in to doing what he wants to do. So I don't mind looking like a crying, laughing mess. Right? Because if that's what he's doing, I want it. Because I know, I literally, what we sing, you can do more in a moment than other lovers can do in a lifetime. It's true. He can love me in a moment that changes everything. And I actually begin to see clearly who he is. Sometimes it's process and I walk through these lies and I'm not dismissing process, but I always want to emphasize that he can do do what I think has to happen through six months or a year or years of process, God can do in a moment. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) If he can heal a body in a moment, if he can get rid of trauma in a moment, come on. There's anything he can't do in a moment. Split the Red Sea in a moment. (laughs) Fed Elijah with a bird that doesn't even feed their young. (laughs) They don't even feed their own. Fed Elijah. He just showed he just showed you I'm God. I can do whatever I want. Right? I'm good. And so, Father, we thank you for your goodness. I pray right now that the windshield wiper fluid of heaven would just come over our perspective of who you are. That, that you would just wash us of, of memory and, and, uh, and things we've seen, heard, and experienced about you that oppose the nature of who you really are. Holy Spirit, that you would come in this moment and give us personally the revelation that we need to trust more to activate our faith at a deeper level, to actually approach the the throne room, the throne, approach the Father, plainly, openly, heart wide open, just going in there knowing that we can trust fully the Father. We can trust Him fully with our lives. So I thank you for ministering to each one of us individually as we need it right now. you for connecting the dots for us in that area of our life where we don't yet (laughs) yet fully trust trust you thank you thanks for showing us all that we need to see that you weren't the one who wanted the hurt or inflicted the pain or the sickness, or the hurt, or wasn't your will that was done in those situations that didn't end the way that we know they should have. We thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. Thank you for helping us to see who you are through Jesus. Thank you for helping us put our Jesus lenses on, seeing your nature, your character through him. We embrace that truth. Hope I can pray this for everybody. We embrace that truth. That you are a trustworthy Father. I thank you that you're chipping away at those lies in some places, just eradicating them completely. And that we're taking steps, leaps, whatever it is today into trusting you more and to being able to receive more fully everything that you already poured out, being able to let you love us more fully, being able to let you embrace us and just resting our head against your chest, never moving, just staying in that, that moment forever, living from that place for all of our lives. It's what we're made for. So we thank you, Father, for the invitation into more today. Thank you for all that you did and thank you that you're not done. I thank you that I'm with people that aren't a Sunday morning church-going people. Even though they come here, they live it every day. So I thank you for our quiet time. 
Help us, Holy Spirit, daily get, get that undistracted, alone, quiet time with you with no agenda. I thank you for what you're going to do in those moments. My gosh, it's exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you for a people who have embraced the fullness of who they are and who you are. You are good. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Embracing a moment doesn't stop when we leave the building. Don't let that happen. Yeah. Thank you, Father. That we've embraced this lifestyle of love. team kind of glide up here. Y'all want somebody to pray for anything you need, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, whatever it is. These people are equipped to do that and really, really want to. They want to bless you today. Just having a moment, please don't don't leave the moment if you don't want to. We're not going anywhere for a while. If y'all need to leave, have an amazing day. It's beautiful out there. Hope you get to enjoy some outside as you're enjoying him. We love you. People online, we love you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.